0: Hey, this is Tyler Johnson, pastor of Mission Church, located in Walnut Creek, California. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you live the life God called you to live. Enjoy. Come on, right there in your house, let's clap and thank God together for His goodness and His mercy and for this church. I'm telling you what. I don't know if you can feel it in your home but there is the amazing presence that is here in the warehouse i'm in la our where we stream is from the ministry center but i'm calling this the warehouse the warehouse is happening there is faith and there's excitement there's joy and i believe that what happens here is going to impact you there we are together we are united in faith one spirit one church and um, it is a big honor. It's an honor to be here. I did not realize that I'm the first guest in eight months, and uh, it's, that that is no small thing to me. And Mission Church, you need to know that you mean a great deal to my wife and I. You mean a great deal to our staff. Our staff knows you. We love you. We're for you. We're rooting for you. And who would have thought that years ago, probably in about 2005, 2006 this youth pastor that I was getting. We used to go to a Thai restaurant called Ayataya. And I, he always ordered extra peanut sauce. That's just what I remember in the spirit. And um, who would have thought years later that uh, both of us would end up in California starting churches. And uh, it's just a privilege. It's a pri- remember, the most important thing you have in all of your life is your relationships. You can't do life well if you're doing people wrong. And so if you want to do life really, really well, treat your friends, treat your family to the, well, not all your family, everybody got a cousin, but treat your family to the best of your ability with kindness. The world needs kindness right now. The world does not need a judgmental church. It doesn't need an angry church. It doesn't need a soapbox church. Needs a church filled with love, grace, mercy, compassion. Come on to your house, clap if you agree with that. Say amen. Go in your Bible to 1 Kings chapter 18. I'm gonna preach in just a moment, but for those of you that don't know me, again, my name is Chad, I live in Los Angeles. I have four beautiful children. My oldest turns nine today. My beautiful daughter, Georgia, turns nine years old. She is our miracle child. And uh, for those of you that don't know our story, we had a daughter and at three months, we found out that for whatever reason, her brain never formed, just never developed. And at three months a doctor slipped us a paper and said, I'm so sorry to tell you this. Your daughter will never walk. She'll never talk. She'll never crawl. She'll, and just a whole list of things she'll never do. But one of the things the doctor said, I'll never forget that day. He said, you know, with Lysencephaly, that's what she has. Only 50% of kids with Lysencephaly make it to 10 years old. I got, and, and they said, and only 20% that make it to 10 make it to 20. Well, I'm here to tell you today, doctors don't have the last say, God has the last say. She's doing great, she's doing well. Clap if you believe in miracles and the great physician today. So happy birthday to my baby, Georgia. So we have a daughter that is saved and three boys that are not. Uh, We got, (laughs) help me Jesus, we got seven, five, and almost three. So we're in the odds right now. My wife and I celebrate 12 years of marriage this year. She is blessed. Amen. Okay, I don't know why they laughed. Okay. Kind of weird no but we're we're happily married and we're having a great time again it is a massive honor to be here and i want to say because i'm the first guest in eight months i can say this take care of your pastors the bible says to be a blessing to your overseers to share good things with them and so if i can ask anything of you today pray for your pastors and pray for your church amen Okay, 1 Kings chapter 18. Let's clap for the keyboard lady. She is fantastic. And she's wearing a mask. That's how you know she's mad spiritual. She's wearing a mask. Okay, 1 Kings chapter 18, go to verse 41. We are jumping in today. I'm actually talking about the power of prayer. I feel like God was saying to us in Los Angeles and to the church at large, it is time to pray. In fact, Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says it this way. Says, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. I wonder if the reason why you're worried about the pandemic, worried about your finances, and worried about your future is because you don't pray. But it's amazing, the more I pray, the less worries I have, the less anxiety I get, the less stress I I carry and walk in, the more I cover things in prayer, blanket things in prayer. Listen, the reason why the Seahawks are the number one team in the NFC is because of prayer. Don't make me preach today. Don't make me prophesy to the future. We are worried about nothing because we pray about everything. We give thanks in prayer. We turn to God in prayer. Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Get your eyes off your problems and get your eyes on your good God. Stop being so concerned and worried about politics, politicians, uh, governors, mandates, masks. Our eyes are not on the earth. Our eyes are not on humans. Our eyes are on the perfect one, the author and the finisher of our faith. So we're not worrying about everything. We're praying about everything. And the more I pray, the more I get purpose. The more I pray, the more I get passion. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things and mainly me. The more I pray, it doesn't end the pandemic. It doesn't change COVID-19. It changes me. You ever notice the more you pray, it's not that your problems go away. It's that you get the right perspective. You get the right premise to live your life from. You get faith, you get hope, you get love. You get the mind of Christ. You get the heart of God. You get the full armor of God coming on you to face whatever you're up against. We are not gonna be worried about anything because we are gonna pray about everything. I don't know how many of you remember one of the greatest Bay Area rappers to come out the Bay is MC Hammer, y'all. When I was growing up, we had the Hammer Pants. You remember MC Hammer Pants? And MCA, I know he's famous for the Too Legit to Quit. I, I get it, okay? Too Legit to Quit, I don't know how fast you can do it, but I got it pretty damn good. I got it down in the warehouse. It's pretty, it's flowing, okay? Too Legit to Quit, but he is more famous for another song called We Got to Pray Just to Make It Today. He used to sing, Hammer used to hit him with We Got to Pray Just to Make It Today. That's why we pray. Pray! And I, if I could dance, I would, I would dance right now. But we need to pray just to make it today. It is a year like no other. It is a year to get on our knees and to get on our face and to come to God and say, Lord, I need your strength. I need your patience. I need your wisdom. I need your joy. I need your heart. Is anybody aware how much you need God right now? So we are going to pray like never before. 1 Kings chapter 18, the story we're reading today is about a prophet named Elijah. Now, just to give you some context to the story, let me just tell you what's gone on right before this. Elijah the prophet is angry at God's people. He is upset because of their unfaithfulness to God. They've turned their backs on God, they have backslidden, they've they've done a terrible job at at, at being faithful to God. And so he prophesies a drought. For so for years they're in a drought. Towards the end of the drought, Elijah's like the only guy standing, the only Christian in the family, the only person that has integrity. He's the only God guy in the area. There are 450 false prophets of Baal and Elijah with God confidence goes up against them. He actually calls them out and says, okay, let's have a battle. Let's do a God battle. My God versus your God. Let's, uh, 450 y'all versus me. Oh, I love holy confidence. Because when you got holy confidence, you can walk into your family. You can walk into your business. You can go into any situation and say, I know who I am because I know who God is. He says, all y'all versus me. So he, they, they bring out this fire pit kind of situation. And he says, okay, okay. Tell me, guys, where is your God? He starts mocking these, these, these false prophets. Is your God taking a nap? Is your God watching the Niner game? Is your is your is your God in Vegas with the Raiders now? Where is your God, fam? He's talking trash. Then he puts out a little little offering, and he says, God, I need you here and now, and boom, a fire starts. I want to just remind you today, sometimes you're going to pray, and God is going to answer your prayer right then and there. Sometimes you're going to be in a hospital. Sometimes you're going to need some money. Sometimes you're going to need an answer. Sometimes you're going to need somebody to show up, and God is going to answer your prayer right away. Somebody clap and thank God today that he is an on-time God. God. This is like when we used to go to the mall growing up. And my mom, we'd be pulling up into the mall. And my mom would be at the Westfield and she'd be like, Jesus, we need a parking spot right now. And a parking spot would open. She'd be like, God is good. And I'm like, Mom, that wasn't God. That was, that's just called coincidence. That's just crazy timing. Sometimes God will answer your prayer right away. That's why the Bible says His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. God is never too early, and he's never too late. So all of a sudden, he says, get all these false prophets out of here. There is only one true God. After this masterful, powerful display of the power of God, Elijah is ready to call down rain after the drought. After this incredible experience with God, Elijah is ready to bring back the rain on God's people. Watch what Elijah does in 1 Kings chapter 18. And Elijah said to Ahab, "'Go, eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain.'" So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. "'Go and look toward the sea,' he told his servant." He went up and looked. There is nothing, he said. Seven times, Elisha said, go back, go back. The seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. Prayer is this. Prayer is ask, watch, wait, repeat. Ask, watch, wait, repeat. It's actually called the cycle of prayer. Prayer is asking God. It is watching to see if God shows up. It is waiting on the timing of God, and it is repeating this cycle. Maybe you've got a child that has left the faith. Maybe you have a prodigal that has turned their back on God. That's all right. I want you to ask. I want you to watch. I want you to wait, and I want you to repeat. Maybe you're single, and you're like, God, when am I going to find the man that you promise? That's all right. I need you to ask. Get on ChristianMingle.com. Wait. Repeat. Some of y'all laughing at home. Somebody's like, I don't like this guy. (laughs) It's a cycle of prayer. Let me pray for you today. God, I thank you that you are an on-time God. I thank you in the times that you show up the moment we ask, and I thank you for the delayed response. I thank you that you did not answer some of my prayers when I wanted them to be answered. Thank you, God, for your sovereign hand. Thank you, God, that you are omnipresent. Thank you, God, that you're all-powerful and all-knowing. We trust in your plan. We trust in your hand. We thank you that you are faithful, you are good, and you are kind. We love you. God, I pray a blessing on this church. May Mission Church go to a whole other level. What the enemy intended for harm. We declared you're going to turn around and use it for the good in the Bay area, in California and around the world in Jesus name. And everybody said together, just, can I just say this by the way, mission church, you realize that we just got bigger. We didn't just get better. We got bigger. And part of being a big church is realizing it's no, it's not just us no more. We got people streaming in from all over the world to hear the good news of Jesus. So if you're going to be a part of a church that put mission in the name, we're not here for kumbaya. We're on mission to tell the world about Jesus. Come on, get some faith today and clap if you're excited. We're on mission. I'm gonna give you a few things to write down. Write down number one today. It is the cycle of prayer, there is nothing. Oh, I love this, because Elijah he goes up to the top of Carmel, he 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 puts his head in between his knees and he starts to pray. This is like the first yoga pose in the history of scripture. He's he is he is praying. I love the postures of prayer. Maybe you're a kneeler, maybe you're a prayer walker, maybe you're someone that likes to just pace back and forth in your living room. I don't care how you pray. I just care that you pray. God is not concerned there's not one posture that's more spiritual than another. If prayer is just a vehicle. We don't, we don't celebrate prayer. We don't worship prayer. I just use prayer to get me to where I need to go. Prayer is like an Uber. Pray, prayer is just a vehicle that takes me from where I am to where I need to go. In, in LA right now, we, we struggle with Ubers. There's not a lot of Ubers. Usually, you know, you, you, the Uber system works very well. Right now, it takes a long time. I, I run from my house a three-mile run to my favorite coffee shop. I run down this hill three miles. Usually during normal days, I would I would I would get my coffee, I would pick up my two coffees, order my Uber, as I order it, it shows up. I get in with my two coffees ride back up the hill. Now during COVID times, I run the three miles, I order the Uber, I I I, I gotta wait 15 minutes for it to show up. I get the coffees, I drink the coffees, I make two phone calls, then I get in the Uber. And- and I go back up the hill. Prayer is just a car. It is just a vehicle. It takes me from where I am to where I need to go. I am filled with anxiety. It brings me the peace of God. I am stressed out. It brings me the joy of the Lord. I am feeling tired. It gives me new strength. Somebody thank him today. I'm praying so I can make it in Jesus. Here's Elijah. Head down. He's praying. He's asking God, it's been three years, drought. God, I need you. God, show up. Help me right now, God. He sends the servant, go check and see if there's rain. The servant goes. He comes back. (laughs) You ever try and interrupt somebody when they're praying? You kind of like wait patiently, like... He's like, oh, excuse me, sir, man of God, uh, fire guy. Um, Yo, Elijah! He's like, hey, sir. um, Yeah, man, I I hate to tell you this, man. Don't don't shoot the messenger. Um, There's nothing. Have you ever prayed and felt like there is nothing? Have you ever gone to God? with faith and passion and all you got back was nothing. Prayed for your children. Prayed for your circumstance. Prayed for that situation and all you got was there is nothing. Elijah's in that place that you've been in. Elijah's in that place that you and I know all too familiar. There's nothing here. There's nothing. There's no There's no money here, there's no jobs here. There's no opportunity, there's no place for me. there's no connect group. there's no there's nothing. there is nothing. Watch Elijah. Elijah gets a there is nothing from heaven and it doesn't move his faith. It doesn't move his face. It doesn't take him out of the posture. It doesn't move him out of fear. He still operates in his faith. He says, "I want you to go again, go again. In fact, write down number two today, I want you to go again, go again, go seven times he sends the servant go again, go again, go again. Go again go again. The servant's like, all right, uh, here, it's me again. Uh, Sir, there is nothing. What do you want me to do now? Elijah's like, go again. Your wish is my command. Okay, he goes again. He comes back. He's like, sir, same thing. There is nothing. I wonder if the reason why some of us haven't seen our prayers answered is because we stopped at three, we stopped at four, we stopped at five, and you need to go again. It's a go again year. I know 2020's been hard. I know it's not been fun, but I want you to, in the spirit, go again. Go to God and ask him again. God, I need your strength. God, I need your peace. God, I need deliverance. God, I need your help. Come on, clap today if you believe that you're getting the faith and the excitement to go again. Who told you to stop? Just because you don't see the result and you don't see God moving, it doesn't mean he's not listening. It doesn't mean he doesn't have the perfect time. His ways are above your ways. His thoughts are above your thoughts. He knows what he's doing. He's a good God. There is nothing. Go again. Elijah is so spiritually gangster, he don't even lift his head. Look at this man. He knows if he looks at the young boy, young boy's going to creep. He's going to just fall. Uh, he's so afraid. He he Go again. Go again. Go again. We have these, these friends in the Seattle area, and they couldn't get pregnant forever. For for a decade, they struggle with, with infertility. They could not get pregnant, but they kept going to the doctors, and they kept having the meetings, and they kept coming. You ever see a couple come to the altar that can't get pregnant, and the wife's crying, and they're still filled with faith? God's going to give us a baby. God's going to give us a child. I'll tell you, after 10 years, Years of struggling. These people got pregnant with twins in the name of Jesus. I want you to go again. Somebody thank him right now. You own a business? Go again! Your kids walked away from God? Go again! If you're a 49er fan, stop! I'm kidding. You can go again. It's kind of cute. He said, there is nothing Elijah's response is go again, go again, go again. I'll never forget that couple at the altar. God, here we are again. It's me again. God, I'm asking for the same thing. Here I am again. Maybe you feel like you're coming back to a dry well. No, he's a good God. He sends it back the seventh time. Now watch this. This is so great. Because the seventh time he goes, go again. And the servant comes and he looks out and he peers out and he says, "Oh, oh, this is great. He said, Elijah, I see something. I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. Now I don't know if you can see my hand there in your living room. These are called piano player hands. Okay, these are I can't palm no bad. This is not Ray Rondo palm a basketball hand. These are I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. Uh, what I love about God, write down number three. Th- uh, there is a there is the sign. There's a sign. There's something that's arising. There's something that's emerging. There's something that's growing. Listen, that's why the Bible says, do not despise small beginnings. Oh, do you remember Mission Church when we first started? Do you remember when there was about 15 of us? What about when there was 80 of us? What about when there was 100 of us? What about two or 300? Do you remember we went to two services? What about three services? Listen, There is the size of a man's hand, but something's growing. Something's developing. Listen, God is doing something. It might start small, but God always starts with small things and turns them into big things. There is this little bitty cloud the size of a man's hand but something's rising what's rising in you today what innovation what creative idea what new thing what's god what's the holy spirit birthing in you it's the size of a man's hand but something is on the go something is moving in your heart oh i love this about god because he always starts with a little bitty cloud and it turns into something That the world has never seen before, Mission Church. I want to declare to you today: No eye has seen, and no ear has heard, and no mind can conceive the things that God has in store for those who for those who love Him and are called according to His purposes. He goes, "I see something. It is the size." Watch Elijah. Elijah knows how God works. The servant goes, "I see something the size of a man's hand. It's growing. It's a little cloud. It's itty bitty. It's just a little cloud." Uh, don't shoot me, I'm the messenger. It's a little bitty cloud. It's just a cloud, it's growing. It's a, it's, but it's the size of a man's hand. Elijah says, Shut up. He said, you go tell Ahab to get his chariots and you better get him out of town because this rain will overwhelm him. What is he saying? He says, listen, I heard in my spirit there is the sound of heavy rain. I know I can't see it yet, but I feel it in my gut. I feel it in my core. God is saying something. God is speaking something. You better go tell Ahab, get his chariot. I know know it's a hybrid, but you better get him out of here because it's about to rain cats and dogs. It's about to rain like Seattle, Washington, it's about to rain like you've never seen before. Come on, clap today if you can feel it in your spirit. Something is on the rise. Some of us we don't ever get to the to the heavy rain that we feel in our spirit because we don't go again. We don't go again. Let me give you three permissions today. Write down these next three three thoughts today. Write down it, number one. It's okay to keep praying. I just want to encourage you with this thought. It is okay. I don't know who told you to stop praying, but it's okay to keep praying. It's okay to keep praying for that city. Keep praying for this church. Keep praying for America. I know we're, we're divided in our nation. I know it feels like it's hopeless in our country. Keep praying for our country. Keep praying that, that COVID-19, that we get the, the right vaccine and the right uh, 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 wisdom in our nation. Keep praying for that situation. Keep praying for that financial breakthrough. Keep, it's okay to keep praying. Look at what Jesus says in Matthew 7. He said, Matthew 7 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. It's okay to keep on asking and keep on seeking and keep on knocking. This is how my son gets what he wants. Because there's something about being persistent in prayer. We ask God. We seek God. We knock on God. I'm praying. I'm covering. I know there's nothing right now, but I feel in my spirit. There's the, there's the sound of heavy rain. I know I can hear what you're saying to our family. I know what you're saying about our future. I know what you're saying about this church. God, I know what you're speaking. I know we don't see it yet, but it's okay to keep asking. Oh, I love this. In Luke 18, verse 1, look at the Passion Translation. One day, Jesus taught the apostles to keep praying and never stop or lose hope. He shared with them this illustration. In a certain town, there was a civil judge, a thick-skinned and godless man who had no fear of others' opinions. And there was a poor widow in that town who kept pleading with the judge, grant me justice and protect me against my oppressor. He ignored her pleas for quite some time, but she kept asking. Eventually, he said to himself, this widow keeps annoying me, demanding her rights, and I'm tired of listening to her. Even though I'm not a religious man and don't care about the opinion of others, I'll just get her off of my back by answering her claims for justice and I'll rule in her favor. Then she'll leave me alone. The Lord continued, did you hear what the ungodly judge said that he would answer her persistent request? Don't you know that God, the true judge, will grant justice to all of his chosen ones who cry out to him night and day. He will pour out his spirit upon them. He will not delay to answer you and give you what you ask for. God will give swift justice to those who don't give up. So be ever praying, ever expecting, just like the widow was with the judge. Yet when the Son of Man comes back, will he find this kind of persistent faithfulness in his people? I read something like that and I'm like, oh, help me, Jesus. Because most of us are like, God, um, if it's your will and you're kind of down for it, I was just thinking, like, what if you stop by and, like, just, like, we just hugged and we just had, like, a God moment and it was, like, just really special, just me and you. Okay, fine, no, there's nothing, I get it. And Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes back, will he find persistent faithfulness like this woman this woman kept going to the judge i don't care who your name is i don't care what you think i need your help i need you to show up right now i need you to rule in my favor come on parents let's pray for our children come on spouse let's pray for our other half come on let's pray for our church let's pray for our city will god find persistent faithfulness on the earth Come on, clap, Mission Church, if you're down to be a praying church. Come on, some of the things that we're walking in as a church, we've been praying for, for years. Some of the things that God's doing right now, it's been years of, of sowing, years of praying, years of tears, years of persistent faithfulness on the earth. I want to encourage you to keep on praying. Write down number two, lift up your request. Whatever your request is, don't let it go. Stay in in, in your heart or your head. Let it go straight to heaven. Oh, look at this beautiful psalm, Psalm 141. I call to you, Lord, come quickly to me. Hear me when I call to you. May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Do you realize when you pray, it is a beautiful aroma? It is a sweet fragrance before the Lord. God doesn't hear your prayer and go, Oh, you again? Oh, are you looking for a cloud the size of a man's hand? You again? Oh, it's you again. No, God, when you pray, he he can't get enough. It is like a sweet incense before the Lord. It is a beautiful aroma, a beautiful fragrance in his nostrils. When you pray, God receives. His ear is bent to the cries of his children. Whenever I hear my boys crying at night, I can hear one of them in their room and, I, and I'll just lay in bed and I'll listen. I'm not getting up, I'm listening. And I can hear one of my kids crying and, and my wife and i say, oh, that's, that's Clivey boy, oh, that's Maverick, oh, that, that one's Winston, that's Georgia. We know which one by the cry. God is so familiar with your cry, so familiar with your voice, he knows it's you. And he's not put off, he's not annoyed. He's not, what what do you you need now? You ever see an angry parent at the park? Even with masks on, they look angry. And they go, what do you want? What do you you need? What do you want now? God is not that way. How can I help? How can I serve you? What do you need? Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Lift up your requests. What is your request today? What do you need heaven to do for you? God has all the resources in the world. The Bible says that our God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It says the earth is the Lord's and all that is within it. He can do anything for anybody at any time. What do you need today? Lift up your requests. Our request is not to an airline. Our request is not to Amazon. Our request is not to a pastor. Our request is to the perfect one. Come on, clap today if you're willing just to, just lift it up today. I don't know anybody in 2020 that goes, you know, my biggest problem is I just feel too prayed for. My biggest issue is I just, I pray way too much. I just feel too covered in prayer. No, you need to lift up your request. You are not strong enough. You are not big enough. You are not a superhero. There was only one perfect one that the world needed and his name was Jesus. It's not you. He can carry your burden. You can't. So we cast all of our cares onto him. Why? Because he cares for us. We lift all of our requests up to heaven. Why? Because God can do something about it. And the last one, worship team, you can come join me. Write down number three. Don't quit until you get a no. Because remember, we're talking about the cycle of prayer. The cycle of prayer is ask, watch, wait, repeat. Ask, watch, wait, repeat. See, we're asking God, and then we're watching for God to move. And then we're waiting on God, and then we're just going to repeat until we see him move. But can I encourage you today that I want you to pray until you get a know And then if there is a time that God says, no, I'm not answering this prayer, I want you to move on. God, if if heaven ever gives you a no, by the way, this is one of the ways that God deals with us in prayer is that sometimes God gives you a no. He'll say, oh, I, I love that you're praying. I'm so happy to be in relationship with you because prayer is more about relationship than it is getting results. He said, I love that you're praying, but I'm just, I'm gonna give you a no on this. I'm gonna give you two examples where God gave somebody a no in the scriptures and because he gives them a no, he could be giving you a no. So if he gives us a no, we're not in the cycle. We're praying about something that he wants. Prayer by the way is not my agenda, it's God's agenda. That's why when Jesus taught us to pray, he said you ought to pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What is he teaching us? Praise before petition. Before you ask God for anything, praise God for everything. Praise before petition. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Because what is prayer? Prayer is dealing with my motives, my agenda. What I want is saying, no, 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 not my will. Your will be done. God, what do you want in my home? What do you want with my money? What do you want with my treasure? What do you want with my talent? What do you want me to do with my time? What do you want me to do with these kids, God? What do you want to do with your church? It's not my agenda. It's your agenda. That's what prayer is about. So we pray not until we force things, but until God gives us a no. And if God ever gives us a no, we go, all right, I don't know why, but God has clearly given me enough. 2 Corinthians 12, watch this. Even though, Paul, the apostle speaking here, even though I've received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh. A messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud three times I begged the Lord to take it away and each time he said my grace is all you need my power works best in weakness three times he he, Paul's, Paul's in the ask watch wait he's like God take it away and God's like no thank you for praying I love that you're praying but just for this one you got to accept my no. Paul didn't keep praying because heaven gave him Hey, no. what about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane look at Matthew 26 so he left them and he went away once more and he prayed the third time saying the same thing and then he returned to the disciples and said are you still sleeping and resting look the hour has come the Son of Man has been delivered in the hands of sinners rise let us go what was happening in the Garden of Gethsemane is that Jesus was praying three times God I do not want to do this I do not want to go to the cross I do not want to die for these people but nevertheless not my will but your will be done Three times, God answered with a no. When he was silent, when he was quiet, he was was giving his son a message, I'm not answering this prayer, son. You must do my will over your will. I wonder what you've been praying about in your life that God has clearly said, no. This thing is off limits. This person is off limits. This business transaction is off limits. What I don't want to convince you today is to get into the cycle of prayer over things that God has already clearly said no to. We are going to beseech Him. We are going to seek Him. We are going to pray. I feel the MC Hammer lyrics coming back. We need to pray just to make it today. I wonder if you're worried about everything because you pray about nothing. I wonder if you're stuck over here in anxiety and stress and depression and being overwhelmed because you don't get in the vehicle of prayer to bring you into the presence of God. I wonder if the things that God wanted to do in your life are not happening because you got to know there is nothing and you stopped. We're going to get in this cycle of prayer. We're going to ask